Hello gamers, this is Richard, the man behind Roderick Iliescu. I wanted to say thank you for listening and that we're really excited to share our love for gaming with you wonderful listeners. I want to give a shout out to the great guys at Midnight Syndicate who created the wonderful music we're using to set the mood for our show. Links in the description and check them out at www.midnightsyndicate.com. I also wanted to give a shout out to Sword Coast Soundscapes who created the wonderful background sound effects we are using to set the atmosphere for the show. Check him out at youtube.com slash Soundscapes. That's enough for me. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome back to the Die by the Sword podcast, episode two. Briefly introduce who we are. I am your GM. I am Gary. I'm also your host for this adventure path. Next, we have Richard. I'm Richard. I'm playing Roderick Eliescu. He's a Magus and he's Asmar. I'm Liz. I'm playing Zenobia Serpentre. She's a human slayer. I'm Noelle. I'm playing Vivian Heatherton and she is the half elf cleric of Shaylin. And I'm Philip and I am playing Thurskel. Shadel, and he is a blood rager. All right, so that's who we are. Who are you? Oh no, wait, <laughs> it's not a telephone. Well, let them answer. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, it's nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> we're going for the Dora the Explorer format yes. of this show. That's how we're gonna distinguish ourselves. Yeah, we were just talking about children's shows, and I was thinking about um, when we went to a friend's house and they have little kids, and like. Which one is shaped like a triangle? And then there's a pause. You got it right. <laughs> Every time. As a kid, you want to actually participate. Participate. Do you know they're making, they truly are making a live action Dora the Explorer movie? Oh, yeah, I saw that. It's... That's going to be. It looks I. It looks better than I imagined it really? would. Really? It yeah. looks kind of like the, the Jumanji. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It looks pretty cute. Well, I mean, that was the next logical place for them to go with the Dora franchise. Yeah. I think it struck the humor correctly. Like, they're not taking it too seriously. The whole joke is she takes, like, all these people and they're like, how how is she doing this? Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, what are we doing? Dora the Explorer? No. No. We oh. are kind of. Kind of. <laughs> okay. That's a different we're, We are exploring, but we're playing the uh, Carrion Crown Adventure Path. Yes. 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 So who remembers what happened last time? Dead guy. Professor's dead. Treasure Professor chest. is dead. It was raining. It was raining. There was a funeral. We had uh, a confrontation with the uh, the townspeople, Vox Populi, who didn't want the professor buried because they don't they... like necromancers. Yeah, yes. that's what. They, yeah, they said he was a necromancer. Mm-hmm. And uh, his daughter Kendra um, has no friends. Right. I'm. I'm. I'm assuming so because. Well, only we, her, only her ex boyfriend. Oh, right. Roderick. Um, Ooh, I'd forgotten about that. So, she has no friends, which is why the will said we have to stay with her for a month after the death. That's that's how I interpreted that will. So, he's paying us to be his daughter's friends posthumously. Yes. Excellent. But we're not getting paid until afterwards. I took it more as a bodyguard than friends. But well, that's, that's, how, that's how your character takes everything. Yeah. That's true. Whenever I hear the word bodyguard, I think of Whitney Houston. <laughs> so yes, there was the uh, the will where he asked you to stay for thirty days to 
make sure she was protected and she was okay after his death. And oh. also asked you to take the books that he had in the... The, the trunk. That's the, the, trunk. the other part I just remembered. Uh, take them back to the University of Lepstad and you would get your payment. And we were just about to open the trunk. Yeah, it was a good payment, too. Mm-hmm. I'm excited yeah. for that payment. I have a feeling we're never going to get it. Well, I mean, one day. Is it a thousand at the end of the so book or the end of the adventure? Book, book four, maybe. It's whenever you get those books back and, and they're all in proper condition. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. See ya. We so. may have to take some subcontracts. Hey, Kendra, can we hang out with you for 30 days on the road? <laughs> <laughs> Are these... Like the books in the Page Master. That's what I predict these books are going to be like. I don't know what you're talking that about. That is a deep, super deep cut, the but Page I, Master. I yeah. loved that movie. With the talking books. Yes. And was it Macaulay Culkin? It was Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin. Culkin. Yeah. yeah. Started out live action. And when he went into the book oh. book world, it was animated. It's not that great a movie. It's really not, but I still watched it a lot. Yeah. Don't worry, audience. I have no idea what she's talking about either. And wasn't Whoopi Goldberg one of the, the I books? I think so. I think so. I know she was a hyena at one point. And so there was yes. a horror book, and he was all gross and looked like a monster. He was like green and had like chains across him. Yeah, and, and Whoopi was the purple one mm-hmm. that was like a fairy. Cause she was a fairy tale. See, to me, it's more like the books in uh, Harry Potter. Yeah, or uh, Discworld. Books, or in Discworld. The library in Discworld. Yeah. yeah. Where all the dangerous books are chained up. Anyway, my prediction is Page Master books. They're all they're all going to be anthropomorphic and are going to help us learn a little bit about ourselves. It's possible. For our reference, the three books were Adventure, played by Patrick Stewart, Fantasy, played by Whoopi Goldberg, and Horror, played by Frank Welker. I thought you were going to say the books in the trunk, and I was about to say writing it down. <laughs> I was like, I win! Oh, I'm not taking notes. We're talking about a different adventure. <laughs> so, at the end of the... Last episode, you were about to open the uh, the trunk with the books inside? Yes. And Kendra was about to open it, and I was like, the will said you shouldn't be near these books. Can we read that part of the will again? I want to reset the scene. Sure. I think that's an excellent idea, reviewing the conditions of the will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it said, to my old friends, I hate to impose, up- impose upon you all, but there are a few, there are a few others who are capable of appreciating the true significance of what I have to ask. As some of you know, I have devoted many of my studies to all manner of evil, that I might know the enemy and inform those better positioned to stand against it. For knowledge of one's enemy is the surest path to victory over its plans. And so, over the course of my lifetime, I have seen fit to acquire a significant collection of valuable but dangerous tomes, any one of which, in the wrong circumstances, could have led to an awkward legal situation. While the majority of these tomes remain safe under lock and key at Lepestad University, I fear that a few I have borrowed remain in a trunk in my Ravengrow home. While invaluable for my, my work in life, in death I would prefer not to burden my daughter with the darker side of my profession, or worse still, the danger of possessing these tomes herself. As such, I am entrusting my chest of tomes to you posthumously. I ask that you please deliver the collection to my colleagues at the University of Lepistad, who will put them to good use for the betterment of the cause. Yet before you leave for Lepistad, there is the matter of another favor. Please delay your journey one month and spend that period of time here in Ravengrow to ensure that my daughter is safe and sound. She has no one to count on now that I am gone, and if you would aid her in setting things in order for whatever she desires over the course of this month, you would have my eternal gratitude. From my savings, I have also willed to each of you a sum of 100 platinum coins. For safekeeping, I have left these funds with Imbrith Deramid, one of my most trusted friends in Lepistad. 
she has been instructed to issue this payment upon the safe delivery of the borrowed tomes no sooner than one month after the date of the reading of this will. I, Petrus Lorimore, hereby sign this will in Ravengrove on this first day of Calistril and the year 4710. What was the friend's name? Embrith Deramid. And she lives in... Lipstead. Lipstead. Yes, Lipstead University. She lives in the university. She lives in the library. She lives in a book. Yes, she is a book. She's a book, like in the Page Master. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> All right, as to what happened last time, Kendra was going to go open the chest, and Vivian stopped her. Well, you were in the process of opening it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Time. You're right, you're right, you're right. So what's in the chest? All right. So in the chest, you find four books and a journal. Ooh. I mean, isn't a journal technically a book? Yeah, but I'm... I'm okay. Four tomes okay. and a journal. Okay. How about that? Yes. So the first book that you find, it has a rich purple cover containing a brass scarab set with a single eye in its center. The next one that you find is a jet black book. I'm assuming you're going to open each of these to see what the titles of them are. Yes, yes absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So the first one is uh, Manual of the Order of the Palatine Eye. Uh, the second one, the jet black book is called On Verified Madness. The third one is called Serving Your Hunger. Hmm. And the last one is... I know what that one is. The last one Cookbook? is The Umbral Leaves. What does the third the third one look like? Serving Your Hunger. Uh, it, This one doesn't give a description of that one. Um, That's not important. Throw yeah. it out the window. So if you take the time to look through each of these... I'm sorry, the fourth, uh, fourth one was Autumn Leaves? Uh, the Umbral Leaves. Umbral Leaves. Mm-hmm. Fourth one is the umbral leaves. Give me whoever has it uh, knowledge religion. I have that. Roger rolls a twenty-three. Okay. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. All right. So with that, you would recognize that serving your hunger. You would notice the symbols within the book of the goddess Ergothoa, and it looks like uh, Lorimore is taking lots of notes written in the margins. Nothing of note. It's just he took notes while he was studying it. We note the notes. We note the notes. Uh, and the other book, uh, The Umbral Leaves, it's a lexicon that is a translation into common of the unholy book of Zonkathon. And then uh, on Verified Madness, does anybody have knowledge dungeoneering? I do not. No, no it looks like none of us do. Does uh, Kendra? Uh, I don't think she does, actually. Uh, but if you read through it a little bit, you can tell it basically has Information about aberrations and other entities found in Galarian that possess remote ties to the Dark Tapestry. Would Knowledge Planes help for the Dark Tapestry? The Dark Tapestry, yes. That would help. Okay, that. well, because I do have Knowledge Planes. Do, do, do. Natural 20 for a 29. Well, there you go. The Dark Tapestry, uh, you would know that is the name given to the dark places in between the stars and the night sky. It's very important to the Order of the Palatini. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the manual... To the Order of the Palatine Eye, however, is locked. The scarab is a lock, and it looks like it has a triangular-shaped keyhole, but you don't see a key anywhere. So I imagine Roderick's probably. Oh yeah, out Roderick the books. is uh, nose deep in these. I, that seems like a very bad idea to be that close to these. Yeah, and you would have probably heard a lot about the Palatine Eye from the professor while you were studying with him. Yeah, the, the Roderick is a—he was a very close friend of the professors, and also respected him greatly so he's paying close attention to the professor's notes are in the you margins. taking the books out are you hogging them are you putting them out on a table 
Uh, I'm putting him back in the chest once I get done with one and start looking at another. If you have it, go ahead and give me uh, Knowledge Arcana. It's not a good roll. It's a 14. Uh, so you'd probably remember from what you talked about with the professor with the, the Order of the Palatine Eye. It's a secret society whose members have deep interests in all things political and arcane. Mm. Sounds like my kind of people. Mm-hmm. Mm. So... Are you listing out the titles? Are you handing them around to people? Are you uh, telling us anything? Yes, yes he's, he's announcing what he's reading. Um, every once in a while he gets lost reading the professor's notes and you'll have to be like, hey, hey, what, what, what does that one say? I think when you come to the, uh, the umbral leaves, Vivian kind of like cocks her head and she's, she almost reaches out for it, but doesn't quite touch it. And she's just like, that is very unusual to have that written down. This is not... This is not good. These are not good works. Well, with the exception of the Order of the Palatinae, yes, I agree. I can see why the professor did not want these to be left and forgotten. Who else is here in the room with us? Uh, it would be Kendra and uh, the councilman. Does he have knowledge engineering? No, he does not. <laughs> so we're reading about legal technicalities in front of the councilman. He doesn't care. He's just here to read the will. And what? as soon as he's done, he's just going to leave. What legal technicalities? About how much trouble it would we would get into if it was known that the professor had these books. Oh. <laughs> in front of the councilman. Yes. He's, the councilman is honestly, he's a, like the oldest man in the town, and he's really not paying attention to anything y'all are saying. <laughs> he just wants to go home. <laughs> yeah, because he didn't like us, right? Because he doesn't like outsiders. Correct. Outsiders. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's two of them here. <laughs> You're such a uh, dork. Anyway, if anyone's Sorry. paying attention, Vivian seems particularly disturbed and interested in the uh, Umbral Leaves book. I'm going to go make friends with the councilman just because I don't want him listening to what we're talking about. Okay. And I'm gradually backing him up towards the door. <laughs> uh, he He's not really friendly, and he'll just back away as you approach. Um, sir, sir, I have a question. Uh, I have a question. What? Where would a girl go to get a drink around here? There's a bar right there, and the the hall. I'm looking for a place with a little more atmosphere. You know you've seen me around town. I've been working with the professor for a while. Mm-hmm. But I've never seen you at any of the places I hang out with. Where do you hang out? It's so creepy. My home. You never drink anything with your friends. You never go out for libations. You never go out to celebrate a birth or a death. Eh, there's no use anymore. Oh, that's a depressing way to look at life. I'm almost dead anyway. That's the that's right happened, attitude. That's mm. happened to me a number of times. I don't like it. Go out with a fizzle. I, uh, I used to go out when I was younger, but I don't really do much of that anymore. Might improve your attitude towards outsiders if you did. Probably not. <laughs> well, thank you for all your help. Can I show you out? Uh, yeah, I want to go home. <laughs> all right. Don't drink too much. Bye. <laughs> Okay. She slams the door on him and rolls her eyes and walks back to the rest. <laughs> so, well, he's gone and he's boring. <laughs> so, uh, again, while you're going through the books, you found the four tomes that were entrusted to you, and you also found uh, the journal. Kendra, would you mind if I read your father's journal? Uh, uh, no, uh, not at all. And so he starts to thumb through it. Mm-hmm. So you see mostly just writings about his research and uh, his day-to-day activities. 
Um, but you do, as you start going through, uh, you'll notice certain passages are circled with red ink. And so he's flipping, and he, he's flipping casually, but then at one point he kind of like pauses, like with like a, raises an eyebrow, and it flips back to the beginning again. This is interesting. There are some passages circled red. There's only one at the beginning, but then I saw several more later. The first entry from ten years ago says, The Whispering Way is more than just a cabal of necromancers. I see that now. Undeath is their fountain of youth. Uncovering their motivation does not place me at ease as I thought it might. Their desire to be eternal simply makes them more dangerous. Here, this one. This is from two months ago. It is as I have feared. The Way is interested in something here in Ravengrove. What could it be? One month ago, he wrote, Whatever the way seeks, I am now convinced that their goal is connected to Harrowstone. In retrospect, I suppose it all makes sense. The stories they tell about the ruins in town are certainly chilling enough. It may be time to investigate the ruins. But with everyone in town already being so worked up about them, I'd rather not let the others know about my curiosity. There's plenty of folks hereabouts who think already think I'm a demonologist or a witch or something. Ignorant fools. <laughs> then 20 days ago, he wrote, It is confirmed. The way seems quite interested in something. No, strike that. Someone who was held in Harrowstone. But who, specifically? I need a list of everyone who died the night of the fire. Everyone. The Temple of Phrasma must have such a list. Then 18 days ago, he wrote, I see now just how ill-prepared I was when I last set out for the Harrowstone. I am lucky to have returned at all. The ghosts, if indeed they were ghosts, ghosts, Go ghosts? <laughs> Sorry, he wrote goat. He wrote goat here. I'm sure he meant ghosts. <laughs> the ghosts, if indeed they were ghosts, for I did not find it prudent to investigate further, prevented me from transcribing the strange symbols I found etched along the fountain. Hopefully, on my next visit, I will be more prepared. Thankfully, the necessary tools to defend against spirits are already here in Ravengrove. I know that the Church of Phrasma used to store them in a false crypt in the Restlands at the intersection between Eversleep and the Black Park. I am not certain if the current clergy even know what their predecessors have hidden down below. Mm. If my luck holds, I should be able to slip in and out with few borrowed items. And then 17 days ago he wrote, Tomorrow evening, I return to the prison. It is imperative the way does not finish. My caution has already cost me too much time. I am not sure what will happen if I am too late, but if my theory is right, the entire town could be at risk. I don't have time to update my will, so I'll leave this in the chest where it will be found, should the worst come to pass. This is dire news indeed. Kendra says, that last entry was 17 days ago? Yes, according to the date. That was when his body was found at Harrowstone. Kendra, perhaps this is why he had us watching you for 30 days. Perhaps he's afraid whoever killed him would be coming after you next. Who would even try? <laughs> I, <laughs> I haven't been paying attention to what's going on. <laughs> Their skill's drunk. Looking as at himself, as, flirting with himself in the mirror. I found a bar over there. <laughs> yeah, as soon as, as, soon as the councilman... told us was in the house. The councilman pointed out the bar, and he's just bar. like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> don't mind if I do. What are you guys doing over here? All, all of the decanters are now empty. <laughs> <laughs> Once the this news comes out, um, and Kendra says her thing, Vivian's gonna go over to Kendra and kind of, like hesitantly sort of like offer to hold her hand she doesn't know her so she's like yeah be ready to console if need be she'll take your hand yeah so she's just gonna take your hand and 
pat, pat, pat. Yeah, pat, they're there. And the tipsy Thurskill just nudges Roderick. <laughs> <laughs> look, look. They're holding hands. Yeah. <laughs> nice. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and, and you feel like eyes are boring into the back of your head. <laughs> so, do any of you know of Hatterstone? Just what Kendra told me earlier, that that's where the professor passed. She's trying to be... <laughs> she's trying to be diplomatic. She's I'm, so not good at it. <laughs> well, I know what is supposed to have happened there. It's supposed to be a old haunted prison from what I've learned in my time in this village. Nobody goes up there. There was a fire. A lot of people died. Yes, it, uh, it was a tragedy. Good men and bad men both died in the same place. So Vivian's holding Kendra's hand and patting small circles on her back. She's going to look at Roderick and she's going to be like, What is the whispering way? As I understand it, I spoke with the professor about this a number of times. The Whispering Way is a sinister organization of necromancers that has been active in the Inner Sea region for thousands of years. There are agents of the Whispering Way who seek alliances with the undead creatures, and many of them are undead. The most notorious member was Tar Bafon, known as the Whispering Pirates. Ooh, I've heard of him. Yes, if you are native to Ustalav, you certainly know Tar Bafon was a powerful wizard king who ruled Sinthra Avastan during the 9th century AR. He was killed by the god Erodin, and then rose again nearly 3,000 years later as a lich known as the Whispering Tyrant. The Whispering Tyrant ruled Ustala for many centuries, but was finally defeated by the Shining Crusade. The Shining Crusade was a decades-long war fought by the Taldin Empire, the dwarves of the kingdom of Kragodan, and the Knights of Ozen. He was imprisoned within his capital of Galluspire. That seems like a really long time to grow into a lich. It was over 3,000 years. Like, I don't... I, I don't... Neither Noelle nor Vivian really knows a lot about witches. I know that they're evil. I would never want to become one. But it seems... <clears throat> that's a long time to grow. I assume being a lich is like, I'm a lich. It just happens. No, know. apparently it takes 3,000 okay. years. So Three... If you want to do it right. If you want to do it right. <laughs> 3,000 years will give you such a crick in the neck. You have to let it simmer. And you ought to be very happy that we at level one don't have to hit this lich. If the Whispering Way is interested in Harrowstone, this is certainly trouble. What about Harrowstone? It's a it's a prison? Originally, Harrowstone only housed local criminals, but as the fame of the prison spread, other countries began paying to move their more dangerous criminals there. When the fire broke out, the count of extremely violent and dangerous criminals was at its highest. And as I understand it, the five most notorious inmates at the time were Father Charlatan, the Looper, the Mosswater Marauder, the Piper of Ilmarsh, and the Splatterman. Who else died in that fire? There were more people who died. As I remember from the tales of my youth, the Warden, most of the guards, and the Warden's wife were all killed in the fire. Do you know how? Fire, they, I would presume. <laughs> I have some more detail. <laughs> I mean, there's an arson report. There's <laughs> an arson report. <laughs> Do you actually go to bars and have conversations with people? Does it work for you this way? Not really, no. I I see Zenobia's face getting more and more frustrated. I'm sorry, can we back it up? I want to write down the the prisoners' names. Mm -hmm. Seems like that's important. Yeah, okay, so Father Charlatan. That's such a a proponent. It's great. I don't know how to spell Charlatan. It's not his real name. 
the looper? The lopper. I'm sorry, lopper. He's from that movie. <laughs> oh, I'm real smart. <laughs> His sis- sister's name is Cindy. Ugh, stop it. <laughs> the lopper, the looper. The Mosswater Marauder. Heard about him, he lopped people to pieces. The Mosswater. silly girl. The Mosswater Marauder. Marauded. People to pieces? By the way, I spelled Mosswater, M-O-S-S-W-A-T-T-E-R. Because obviously there's two T's, like Moss. Moss two S's. And there's two two O's in Looper. Yep. Okay. The Piper of Ilmarsh and the Splatterman. And then Roderick's like, I'm sorry, did I say Looper? I meant Lopper. (laughs) (laughs) I've only just learned to read, and even I know. He has he has the like the brandy in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> I've been drinking. Okay, so we've got those prisoners. Mm-hmm. Father Charlatan. You know, this is the part in role plays where I just feel I just feel my stupid come out, and I'm just like, <laughs> all right, obviously there's next steps that need to be taken. Mm-hmm. No clue what they are. You know what you do that? You ask the NPC. So Kendra, what do you make of all this? <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, um, my father was very interested in the Harrow Stone, so I would, I would assume going there. But uh, he did mention the the, the tools. The tools. Um, I believe he'd mentioned them before in the, the false crypt. the false crypt. Yes. Do you know anybody there? Uh, the, the false crypt. crypt? <laughs> They're all dead. <laughs> At the Temple of Parasma. I know of them, but I, I don't know them personally. You would remember the false script, obviously. I mean, we snuck there a few times. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I did not remember any implements for fighting undead. Well, we weren't exactly looking for them at that time, were we? <laughs> and he sort of blushes and just looks back into the journal. Wait, Kendra handles a shock. In an odd way. Also, Thurskull just eh, eh, gives him the elbow again. <laughs> Vivian is totally oblivious. She's like, oh, you've been to the crypt before? Yes. Well, that's great, then you know the way. Uh, if you need me to go with you, I will, but... Oh, no, I don't uh, think so. Roderick knows the way, too. You said you guys went to the, there together? Uh, yes. Okay, that's fine. I'm sorry you lost somebody that you had to visit the crypt. Um, yes. We had to go visit them in the dark of night multiple times. That seems very dangerous. All night long. Oh, you must be very devout. Yes. And, and like, <laughs> spent many a night on your knees, I guess. Obviously. <laughs> oh, that that's, you know, it's so wonderful hearing this this sort of devoutness in, in young people. <laughs> so, Zenobia can't take it anymore, and she says, Vivian, come here. I need to speak with you for a moment. Oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And Roderick's, like, we slowly on... hitting his forehead with the open book. <laughs> Don't do that on the tomes. The journal's fine. <laughs> we, we go to a silent corner. How old are you? I'm 25. And what have you been doing for the last 10 years? I've been working in the chapel. Did they ever talk to you about... Was there any discussion of reproduction? Reproduction. Making babies. Well, I, know, I understand the basics, yeah. Well, Do you want me to explain them to you to show that I understand them? No, I think that's fine. I'm okay. fairly certain you understood. Do you understand where this sometimes occurs in private, in the dark, and in- that sometimes people, people's relationships are not approved, and they might seek privacy somewhere, a hidden crypt? Just for the record, Noelle looks just as confused <laughs> as her character is supposed to look. I'm, I'm a really good actress. <laughs> so, 
I'm seeing, not... seeing the confusion, I become even quieter and I whisper in her ear. <laughs> and as the whispering's going on, her face becomes <laughs> more and more. Yes. So you whisper in her ear, "What, what happened?" And 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 her eyes just get very big, and she's like, "In the crypt." <laughs> as I heard the people on the coast say, "Any old port in a storm." Well, was the crypt the port, or is 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 one of them the port? Clearly, metaphors are beyond you, my child. <laughs> and they call me a barbarian. However, <laughs> well, okay, I st- you know, I I still don't understand, but it's like, so it's not something I should talk about. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So Kendra, just... I think I understand, and she still looks very confused. Kendra just has this uh, confused look on her face, and she's like, "So, going to the false crypt." Uh, in the Restlands to find the items you need for the Harrowstone. Yes. And that's all. <laughs> Roderick is pouring his third brandy in, like in the past ten minutes. Thurskill's just sitting there just enjoying himself. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best funeral I've ever been to. <laughs> so. Are we leaving? Are we, well, I think Vivian compo- Vivian kind of the gets over her confusion she comes back she's like so we need to go to the crypt to get the the tools um should we mention it to the church of Erasma first no why i think that might be something we need to play by ear when we get there to the crypt or to Phrasma's temple Phrasma's temple wait are they the same building why no. are we going to Phrasma's temple no oh okay well it's not I'm... underneath the temple yeah no. i yeah see i thought it was a crypt underneath the temple no it's but... in the, oh, the it's cemetery at the crossroads yes. of the cemetery the, the false crypt is in the restlands do we need permission to get there? No. Okay. So let's just head there. <laughs> Excellent. Are we going in the morning or are we going now? Because we're going now. I think we should wait some... until midnight. Okay. Well, <laughs> I was going to take <laughs> a couple so roadies dangerous. to the crypt. <laughs> I'm just whispering myself, we're dead. We're dead. <laughs> what time is it now? Uh, this would probably be probably around like nine or ten. In the evening. So, are we going tonight or in the morning? How I... far? How far away is it? It's not that far. It's just the end of town. We should probably go there and get the implements, and then return and sleep for the night. Uh, okay, but that makes no sense. Yeah, it's super spooky, and it's raining. It's a it's a crypt. Spooky. <laughs> I mean, we could go. I'm a total. I could totally go, but well, if we're gonna go, I need to go get my armor on. So let's Excellent get changed idea, and. Meet down here in ten. <laughs> probably, probably make it fifteen. Fifteen. I need to get my hair up. It looks beautiful. Oh, thank you. But yeah, up would be yeah. better. Yeah, out of the way. What sort of armor do you wear? That's a very personal question. Actually, it's not. The armor's on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, armor. Um, well, you'll see in a minute. He rolls his eyes a little bit. <laughs> this time, Roderick and Sonoma, you're both. We're dead. <laughs> We're so dead. So, We're um. So dead. Vivian, I guess her stuff's already here. I don't know where her stuff is. Yeah, it would probably would have. She invited we're us. We're to all stay staying here at the Airbnb in, in town. Well, we're staying we're here, staying at, her here house. at that country house. She is the Airbnb. Yes. So, she is the Airbnb. <laughs> she has a five star rating. Vivian runs upstairs, and uh, all fake reviews. You hear you hear some slight like scraping as she's like opening her traveling cases. Little yeah. squeals. <laughs> and then oh ow ow, and then uh, ten fifteen minutes later. Walking down the stairs, you see Vivian in resplendent gold 
looking armor. It's not actually gold because that would be silly. But this this gorgeous scale mail armor that's got filigreed roses and on her chest it has a, a songbird with a long tail wrapped around it. And she comes down carrying a pristine looking glaive that also has roses filigreed on the blade. This armor is gorgeous. It looks beautifully crafted. It looks very durable. Like It looks like it's good armor, not just for show. There's not a scratch on it. It looks like it's never seen a battle in its life. Oh, she's got a great ponytail going on. Like, I dream of genie ponytail. Perfect and high and fabulous. Perfect. As she's walking down the stairs, the uh, music from um, She's the Man <laughs> plays. No, not She's the Man. Uh, I was thinking. So I made uh, an axe murder? <laughs> no, what's the one with uh, Rachel Lee and Freddie Prince? I know what Jr. you're talking about. She's all that. She's all that. Yeah. But I don't know the song. Is it the Kiss Me? Oh, yes. Da, 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 Absolutely. Da, da, da. Six pence on the richer. That's the one. So I'm waiting at the bottom of the stairs in my armor, which is nicked. It's clean, but you can tell it's been used and well-loved and repaired. But Roderick sees uh, Vivian come down with her armor and her weapon. It's like, Does, do you know how to use those? Oh, absolutely. So I walk up to her and I turn her greaves around and put them no. in her uh, Okay, I have to say, bracers. I have to say, you absolutely don't. No. Because Vivian knows fashion. She knows fashion. <laughs> fashion is her weapon. <laughs> and, and what She's is like it, Woods. What is it that you have done? What do you do? Oh, well, we've, um, part of the cleric training is we go through meditation moves with the glaive. Can you show me? And she does, and she actually does a pristine. It's very dance-like. Very graceful, yeah. Can I see it? Absolutely. So I take the glaive, and I basically go through the same moves, but about four times faster. And as I come to the end of it, the point is just in front of her nose. Goodness. Nice glaive. And hand it back to her. That was fabulous. Thank you. Would you like to learn how? Tomorrow, maybe? <laughs> You're going to need it. We'll practice. I feel like I don't understand women. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> Taking your girlfriend to the crypt. It was her idea. No, she said go to the temple. I thought they were the same building. I thought we made that clear. <laughs> so are we off? We're off. All we're right. off to see the crypt. You know, we're off. Do we need somebody to cast light because it's dark outside? Oh, I do that. I can do that. Okay. She does it on your cod piece. <laughs> I'll lead the way. <laughs> he is super proud of his light up penis right now. <laughs> Technically, nope. she did it on your belt, but it just it looks like it's the cod piece. Okay. You have an interesting hey, sense Roderick, of humor, check too. out my headlights. <laughs> I know that you and I can both see in the dark. Uh, I mean, she's hu- No, she's hell. She can see in the dark. No, I can she- see uh, dim light. Well, yeah. I mean, but I'm human. Yeah, yeah she can't. It's- not totally dark. It's uh, low light conditions. Mm. I don't know if the cod piece. I would suggest happen. we just yeah. carry a torch. Yes. Now, yes. well, we get there and we're outside the crypt. All right. Outside so the crypt. you leave walk, the Lorimore place, walk, walk. head through streets of town, make your way to the Restlands, which is where you were the, earlier this evening. We make sure Kendra locked the doors. She does. Is it still raining? It's like misting. Okay. It's, it's nowhere. It's not heavy rain like so it was nice before. It's nice and creepy. Yes. Temperature's just right to have that nice little fog rolling across the ground and the, the rest lands. Mm-hmm. It makes it look extra spooky. 
So you make your way through the Restlands, following the same pathway that you did to carry the coffin of Professor Lormore. As you're walking, everyone give me a perception check. Rolling dice. So Yay. That is a natural one. Eleven. Okay. I have a natural fifteen, twelve, or a twenty-one. Ooh. All right. So in that case, Thurskill, as y'all are walking through the Restlands, Thurskill notices uh, one of the headstones on one of the graves. But what he notices is very odd. It has his name on it. And it has the words, Come to my world and be as I. As I am now, soon you will be. Embrace your end and witness me. And the date says, Died 4661 AR. Those of you who remember Harrowstone know that was the same year as the Harrowstone fire. Uh, guys, do you see what I am seeing? And he points at that stuff. And as soon as they turn to look, the inscription fades away. I don't see anything. It's a headstone. It just, it said my name and then it faded away. Oh, maybe I should have found that bar. <laughs> Did it say anything else? It said a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> um, and it said, and I repeat verbatim what he just said. Oh. <laughs> can I roll a knowledge, see if I can figure out if he's full of shit or something? Roll a I mean, sense motive on him. Would that be a tech magic? <laughs> so I'm saying, can like, I is detect magic? Hmm? I want to detect magic sure. after he does his. You can try. I got a five sense motive, so I have no idea. I detect magic. No magic. Hmm. I detect magic too, just to make sure she did it right. Wow. <laughs> no magic. He doesn't say it. He just. Does You're it. so rude. No one believes in Vivian. So, did he only see his name and nobody else's? Correct. Are we right next to the tombstone? It's, it's basically like the, the pathways are like a, a road size, mm-hmm. and so they're, the graves are to the side of the road. How close is it to the crypt? Uh, this is probably about the halfway point. Okay. What does it say when I look at it? It looks like it's been faded away and just you can't read anything just on it. Worn it. Yeah, it's too worn down. And you say the year? Yeah, I say yeah. everything he said. But I don't I don't remember it verbatim, but I say it to you. So what is the same year as the fire? Were you at the fire? I'm 27 years old. When did the fire happen? 4661. Oh, I, I, I don't know what that is in relation to where we are. It's 4711 right now. Stop giving us math homework. 4617? 71. The fire was in 4661, and it is currently 4711. For the record, I've been writing this year. I was writing it like like April 1st. I wrote like 46, 61. <laughs> I now realize that it's like 1991. It's like 46, 61. Mm-hmm. So it's like 100 years ago. Oh, I guess, yeah, I guess you couldn't have been there. No. no. It's 50 years, by the way. Mm-hmm. Not going to rely on Noel to do the math. I don't math. We determined this. Yes. Vivian wants to walk a little bit closer to the tombstone that was causing a ruckus and look around. Mm-hmm. And it be a perception. Perception. Twenty-two. And Roderick's looking around too. You guys, twenty-five. You guys see nothing. Man, you were such a one-upper. It just seems like a mundane grave now. Okay, well. I, I believe you, Thurskell. Thank you. I know what I saw. I'm not a liar. Can we just move on? All right, let's continue on. Maybe some other gravestones will say our names on them, and then we can look at it again. How nihilistically chipper of you. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we could all be doomed together. Wouldn't that be exciting? Oh, it would. She's like the Snow White of the apocalypse. (laughs) So we're walking along. Do we need to roll another perception check? Nope. 
Nothing else happens while you're making your way through the Restlands, and you make it to the crypt. The false crypt mentioned in the journal is located in the northeast corner of the Restlands, near the junction of the paths known as the Eversleep and the Black Path. The crypt itself is a freestanding granite mausoleum, the roof of which is decorated with a pair of leering gargoyle statues. There's a single stone door with a rusty-looking lock that sits on the mausoleum's south facade, but if you look closely at the lock, you'll realize that it is broken. Vivian wants to look at the gargoyles. Okay. Since the professor got crushed by one. He did. She wants to check their Does it stability. Does like there should be more gargoyles up there? I don't know what I'd roll, just perception? Perception. Mm-hmm. Rolled a 13 perception. 13. 23 perception. You don't notice 13. any... Don't notice anything out of the ordinary with the gargoyles. Looks like it's lucky 13 today. Mm-hmm. As you can tell with the uh, 23, kind of just looking at the front of the building, the lock looks like it's been uh, melted away with acid. It looks like this lock has been melted away with acid. Dragon! And Roderick draws totally his sword at that. Be prepared. Yeah, I ready my weapon and my buckler. Okay. I start singing Lion King in my head. No, no, not in her head. Hmm. Not, not where it's gonna cost us money. Well, <laughs> that was the voice in her head. So, do y'all go inside? Yes. Uh, I don't no, know. we we yell out. Is anyone in there? No, I don't do that. I think everybody's appropriate to go first, except Vivian. Yeah, Vivian is definitely bringing up the rear. But I'll go first. I would always, if I could. I don't think that I can check the traps. Well, you can look for traps. It's just none, no one in the party has the ability to disarm them. Well, I had a yeah. twenty-three, or so yeah, I would have been able to see it by then. So yeah, this uh, we're looking at the map here, and it's a double door. So we have Zenobia and Thorskull taking the lead, with Roderick and Vivian very closely behind. And our weapons are at the ready. Oh yeah, I have light coming off the tip of my sword. My spellcasting fingers are getting itchy. I cast the light on yeah. your sword. Boop. I take. Ah, thank you. My hammer. It's a strange noise you make to do that, but... And I push oh, I... the door open. Before, Right before you did that, Vivian was like, oh, one moment. And she just casts Guidance on you, just as a quick little baby buff. So you have Guidance. All right, and what does Guidance do? I'll tell you, because I forgot already. The creature gets a plus one competence bonus on a single attack roll, saving throw, or skill check. It must choose to use the bonus before making the roll to which it applies, and it lasts for a minute or until discharged. Oh, so we got to get into something in a minute. <laughs> or yeah. I can cast it again yeah. at that yeah. time. All right, well, so I breathe the door open. All right, so you open the doors. And I perceive. Once you open the doors, you see a flight of stone steps leading down into the cold earth to a large crypt lined with empty niches, and it doesn't look like anyone has been here for a while. When was the last time Roderick was here? <laughs> we yeah. see butt prints on the floor. Right. I perceive a condom wrapper. <laughs> Lambskin. Oh. <laughs> the niches look nice and comfy. Yes. Well used. They've all been used at one point. Uh, see, there weren't that actually any dead people here. I cast black light over the room. Oh, no. <laughs> that entire... was a huge mistake. <laughs> the entire room illuminates. <laughs> yes. We are blinded by the light. Zenobia looks at the ceiling and goes, good range. <laughs> <laughs> Look what I could do. <laughs> anyway, the crypt is empty. Uh, you can give me a perception check. That's my second natural one for perception for the day. (laughs) I've hit my face. (laughs) 
y'all heard it. <laughs> Usually I hit my head. <laughs> Seven. Twenty-four. All right. Uh, so with the 18 and the 24, uh, you would both see uh, footsteps, actually, in the dust on the ground of the crypt. If you have a survival check, you can try to follow those footsteps. Well, I can do survival. Does Zenobia have uh, survival? 17 survival. With the 17, you lose sight of the tracks, so you can't quite follow them. With a 17? Mm-hmm. 20. 20. And I have track. So with the 20... You follow the faint line of tracks into the the back. They go all the way to the back, uh, back of the crypt. And you follow them all the way back to a single large sarcophagus. Ooh. So we're passing through the crypt here. There's a couple of doors and then uh, further downstairs into a secluded room in the back. As we're walking, I'm lifting the sword and I'm looking at the ceiling and making sure there's... It's like lifting the sword. Oh, wait, because there's light on the because end Because there's of it. light on the end yeah. of it. It's a big, sharp torch. Trying to get into those corners. corners. You don't really see anything on the ceiling. That's a relief. So you follow the tracks back to a a single sarcophagus that is on a raised platform. You can easily step up onto it. But we don't step into the room yet. We're going to roll perception first. Okay. Detect magic. That's a natural two. I'm done with perception for the day. I want to wave some detect magic around the room. Okay. And 16 perception. I got a 10. 10? With the... 17. With the detect magic, you notice uh, faint hints of magic coming from inside the sarcophagus, uh, which you can also tell is um, it's not sealed closed. It's partially open. What were the numbers on the perception checks? 10. 16. 17. 16. 16. 17. Okay. The 17 especially, you, you notice holes along where the floor meets the walls, the baseboards. Like mouse holes? They're bigger than mouse holes. I bring everybody's attention to this. It's like, somebody keep an eye on these. Zenobia? Um... There's there's magic coming from the sarcophagus. And can I keep it on to get the school? Yes. You would notice some divination magic. You would also notice some uh, necromancy. Yeah. She's like, obviously probably some undead. Vivian's going to lean over to Roderick and be like, should I, do you want me to just channel? Do you want to channel now? Blast it? Yes. I don't believe it could hurt. Okay. I, I'm going to do that. Hold on one second, Zenobia. And Vivian is going to channel positive energy to attack undead for a five. You actually probably haven't noticed this yet, but she's, you know, I told you her hair was up in a very high ponytail. It's held up by a clip that has the same songbird that's on her armor. And as she begins chanting and praying, her hair clip begins to glow. And you see this burst of bright light start from her hair clip and go out into the room and does five points of damage to any undead that may be hanging out in the area. All right, so you channeled. Mm-hmm. Did anything happen? Not that you saw. Okay. Zenobia, these tracks you're following, can you tell me anything about them? Are they human? Male, female? You'd be able to tell it was a human male. And they look about how old? The footprints are very recent. Like within days or 17 days ago? About 17 days ago. <laughs> I think these are probably uh, the professor's tracks. That would make sense. That would also explain the acid on the door. Obviously, the professor got the impatient and just used the spell to open it. Well, I suppose there's only one way to find out. Having with the channel and everything, uh, Roderick's going to go ahead and uh, step up to the sarcophagus to see what's in it. Okay. Slowly and carefully, but he's walking up to it. All right. Are we all going to walk in? I'm not. I'm going to wait until he gets to the sarcophagus. You can walk up if you do want. Follow. And I'll stand by Thurskel. So Roderick and Zenobia both step up to the sarcophagus. And Thurskel and Vivian are 
in the doorway. Okay. So as you uh, get to the sarcophagus, you can see uh, when you look inside, there's no body inside the sarcophagus, but you see a bunch of items. But uh, before this is you, my kind of sarcophagus. No before body. you reach into the sarcophagus and start pulling out the items, you hear a skittering coming from each side of the uh, the crypt. Uh oh. Is it a skitter mandering? Not a skitter mander, but you do hear a skittering. Uh oh. And we are uh, rolling for initiative as two giant centipedes oh, come out from each side. Oh, no. <sighs> I knew those holes hits. I rolled a one. I rolled a two. <laughs> Hopefully so I roll better on my attack <clears throat> So I've got a six. Okay, Zenobia has a six. Thurskill. Thirteen. Vivian. Thirteen. All right, whose bonus is higher? Two. One. All right, so Thurskill goes first. I'm sorry. I added, because uh, I added my perception to it. <laughs> oh. Rather than initiative. No, I have a plus three. I'm sorry, I've got a four. Okay. Got a six. Four. And Roderick? Uh, that is a three. A three. Wow, some low initiatives there. I was looking in the sarcophagus. My initiative was good. Mine was okay. That's because you two aren't looking in the sarcophagus. Yes. So luckily the two not looking in the sarcophagus can actually see all of this stuff happening, but the centipedes do go first. One will come up to Zenobia, and the other one will go up to Roderick. The one that moves up Trodrick will go for a bite. Uh, that is going to be a 17. That is going to hit. All right. So Roderick is bitten for five points of damage. Ouch. And then Roderick will also need you to make a fortitude save. Natural two again. That is a five. Roderick is poisoned. Ooh, this is a nasty poison, too. Frequency is once per round for six rounds. Oh, my goodness. You will take... Three points of dex damage. <gasps> Holy schnikes. That reduces my AC. Yay. So I'm just trying to imagine what that looks like. Do you just like suddenly go pale? <laughs> Probably would look like it bit him, I would assume, like right in the, like a tendon. Ugh. And there's, it's like and very clearly red and swelling now. Yeah. Yeah. You do get to make a save each round to try to cure it. Hopefully we do better next Do these time. things like rear up? Yes. Like a cobra? Yeah. Snake. Ish. Like, <clears throat> yes. That's the sound centipedes make. But they're not trying to bite your feet. They're actually. Yeah, I mean, it's like, like a kangaroo. They're, they're about human sized, too. And they rear they're... up like a kangaroo. Yeah, kind of. Kangaroos don't rear up. But they're, they're... Oh, no, uh, yes, yeah. I, I understand. But they're, you know, centipedes. So yeah, they'll rear up a bit, kind of like you see some worms do the strike. Yeah. So that one took a huge chunk out of Roderick and poisoned him. Uh, and then the other one is going after Zenobia. For a 14. That's going to be against your flat-footed AC since you haven't taken an action yet. Misses. Alright, so the second one misses the bite. Next up in the initiative is Thurskill. Well, I mean, he needs to take a five-foot step towards <laughs> that monster, and he is going to... I probably shouldn't have picked him up by his axe. Whack it. <laughs> so, does 15 do anything to you? 15 will hit. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. It is 1d8 plus 2. Some good damage. No, it is not because oh. it is three points of damage. That's three what points we call of damage minimum. Mm-hmm. All right, so centipede number one, who I call one, <laughs> taking three points of damage. Next up is Vivian. I imagine Vivian sees Roderick looking not good. Could she do a heal check real quick? Sure. Wait, would that be a, is that a standard action? I kind of want to use it as a knowledge. I want to see if I can tell, like, oh, he needs to get over this quickly. Normally, whenever you're doing it just like as a quick 
see what's going on. It's yeah. like a free action. That's how I want to do it. I'm not yeah. going to try to heal him. I'm... You just want to see yeah. how he's doing. Yeah. Uh, that's an eight. I'm trying to see how dire she would think the poison is. With that roll, you wouldn't be able to tell too much about the poison, mm-hmm. but you can tell just from the bite itself he's not doing too well. Mm-hmm. How much HP damage did you take? Five. And you didn't take any Zenobia. All right, she's going to go up, and she's like, oh, oh my. And she's going to go up and cure light wounds on you. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, eight points. Well, I'm back at full. Mm-hmm. Help my dex damage, but... Nope. Well, yeah. Okay, I appreciate I'll explain that it later. <laughs> All right. So that's Vivian's turn. Zenobia. Well, I'm going to whack this thing with my longsword, I hope. All right, go for it. 11, because I didn't have time to study this guy. 11 will miss your target. Bummer. Right. Man, it sucks being first level. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it's not always fun. All right, so Roderick, it is your turn. Roderick, uh, remembering what he's all about, feeling a little bit better after that uh, healing, going to uh, summon some of his arcane energy and empower his sword, and it starts to glow with a pale blue light, and he's going to enact his spell combat ability. And he's at first going to make a strike against the creature. And roll an 11. Actually, that's 12 with the plus one for the... Against regular AC? Against regular AC. Uh, that'll miss. All right, that is a miss. Then he takes a five-foot step back, and with his other hand, casts a spell and fires a magic missile at the centipede, which will automatically hit and do three points of damage. Three points of damage. Nice. And that is the same one that their skill hit, so that one is dead. Yay! Yay! Alright, so now it uh, would have been that centipede's turn. But it's dead. But it's dead. So it's the other one. And it's going to still uh, go after Zenobia, because that is who is right, right in front. Yeah. And I'm assuming a 14 misses? Yes. Alright, so it misses We're again. We're just flailing at each other and <laughs> sucking wind. Girl fighting. Girl yep. fighting. Slap, slap, slap. Alright, Thurskel. It's doing with 50 legs, yeah. though. <laughs> Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to walk through Miss Vivian Heatherton, and I'm... Like ghost? <laughs> yes. Well, I can go through an ally square. Yeah. Yes. But uh, I'm going to whack this one, and that is... Uh, oh, that's still gross. Uh, well... Twelve will miss. So, yeah. I whack, and I hit the ground mm-hmm. right beside it. You got distracted by uh, Vivian's beauty as you walked by. Makes a huge thud. Got a real good look at her hips. Mm-hmm. You break up some chunks out of the ground. All right, Vivian, it's your turn. You can hit it from where you're standing. I can hit it from where I'm standing. The glaive is a reach weapon. Yeah. She's standing behind Zenobia. And... I don't think she would have attacked were it not for the fact that Thurskel stepped in front of her, so now she feels more protected mm-hmm. to attack. So she's going to try to attack with her glaive. Natural one. Oh. Roll to confirm. Eleven. That would be a fumble. Uh oh. This is so perfect. It is perfect. This is so perfect for her. It's to exactly what would happen. She's like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh. I hope it's attacking allies. I can like poke their skull in the butt. <laughs> All right. So since that is a fumble, we will be using uh, the critical fumble and critical hit decks. So we get our first experience with those decks here. From Paizo. Strain. You take one d four points of dex damage. Uh oh. So I imagine she um she over she's like, Oh, oh and she lunges forward with her glaive 
and she, you know, she didn't need to because it's a reach a weapon. Right. <laughs> yeah, and she just she completely strains her her her, her thigh. And so two of us like, have oh. dex damage now. And yep. so, um, do you want to roll it, DM? Sure, I will roll that. So it was one d four. Yes. That is four points oh, of dex. Oh no! <laughs> you told me you knew how to use that. That's very rude. Ouch. I just healed you. Roger, on your your turn, you should have uh, Focus, actually rolled a um, another fortitude save in yeah, order to cure. Yeah, I didn't know if it was on my turn either. Yeah, we'll do it on your turn. Much better. That is a natural 13 for a 16. You are cured. Whew, thank goodness. I don't want right. to take any more of that dex damage. Right. Zenobia, your turn. Now, I've had time to study. Well, you could have studied it on the first turn. I, but I didn't say it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a move action. Because I was so surprised. You've watched it in action now. I've watched it in action, uh, trying to take a nice slice in this time it's 21 that's a definite hit seven seven points uh, of damage eight eight points of damage so that is enough to kill the other <sighs> centipede one hit and she just slaughters it one hiss <laughs> and you have effectively like, give me that glaive <laughs> okay she 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 hands it over so I imagine Vivian is doubled over in pain. You just took yeah. four dicks down. Yeah, she can't give it to action. you because she's held down on it. Like, she's she's holding it for support because she just completely pulled her hammy. So I just stab it through a meaty part of this. So <laughs> now your blade's blooded. And a quick coup de grace. Yeah. Viv- Vivian, and I hand it back. Vivian kind of... You're welcome. Vivian's, like, staggering up, <laughs> trying to recatch her balance, and she's just going to kind of look at it like, thank you? <laughs> You're welcome. All right. I don't feel so good. I think I pulled something. That's kind of a rough battle with just two centipedes. <laughs> oh, man. Level one. <laughs> we ended up with a cumulative <laughs> seven dex damage. Did you take four dex damage? I took three. You took four. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I took four. Because <laughs> yours was yours was 1d4, and I rolled a four, and then his was 1d3, and I rolled a six. On Explain the, to me how six. math works again. <laughs> Well, you know what it was is I was I'd already done my math, so it's like minus two for my modifier. Mm-hmm. Did that math correctly? But it did take me like five minutes. I was like, twelve minus four is not six; it's eight. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, the good news is once you rest, you'll get one of those back. Good thing we're here for a month. Yeah. We could Can also go by the local Walgreeno. Uh, and you could also go by the Temple of Phrasma. So I imagine with the dex damage, I, f- I imagine like the poison <laughs> in his arm where he got bit. When he moves his his uh, arm, there's like a lot of pain, like because the swelling and inflammation is like making it difficult for him to, to make any delicate maneuvers. I think um, Vivian's gonna be like, "Here, let me look at that," and I'm doing a flavor heel check here. Mm-hmm. Um, she's gonna look at look at her look at his arm, and she looks up at Roderick, and she's like, "You were very lucky to have overcome this poison so quickly. This looks like it would have lasted at least forty five more seconds." I don't know if that math's right, but somewhere around there. You seem to know a lot about giant centipedes. That would be 36 seconds. I I did the math in my head afterwards. Well, after it, that would be 30 more seconds. I don't know why you're trying to do math on air. So what's in the sarcophagus? All right. So do you go back to the sarcophagus to look? Nope, we leave. (laughs) We just go take a nap. Well, these guys are fluttering around, and she's... We're all going to... What was that? Doing squishy marks on his arm. We're all going to take a nap on the the crypt. (laughs) Find a niche. (laughs) In the niches. (laughs) We're like five minutes away from our home. We're just going to sleep here. Right. <laughs> so screw it all. So. Just sleep in here. So looking in the sarcophagus? Yes. All right. You find... I may be crippled, but I can still do spellcraft. Yes. Can't let the uh, sarcophagus. So as mentioned before, there is definitely uh, 
magic emanating from inside the crypt, I mean, inside the sarcophagus. So you do find uh, several things. You find a dozen silver arrows. Ooh. I'll take those. Vivian wants all the arrows. You find... You realize I carry a short bow. Oh, I thought they'd look And I've actually fired. I thought they'd look good in my hair. No. What kind of hairdo are you doing? That's like a two-foot-long arrow in it. Well, it's going to break them. No! (laughs) It's just the arrowhead that's silver, you dingbat. Did did Richard say that, or did Roderick say that? It's just... Yes. It's it's just the arrowhead that's silver, you dingbat. Roderick's very rude. So you fight, yes. He's in a lot of pain. Twelve silver arrows. Uh, Yes, twelve silver arrows. Are they magical, by any chance? No, these are just uh, silver. Uh, you find. I like silver. It kills undead. You find four sunrods. What are sunrods? Glow sticks. Glow sticks, basically. Uh, you find six flasks of holy water. Ooh, I can make this. You find seventeen arrows, all emanating magic. Cool. Uh, don't even your... think of breaking. I roll my spellcraft on that. Okay. Uh, that is a six, seventeen, seventeen, seventeen. All right. Well, with the 17, uh, that's enough to know that you have 10 plus 1 arrows. You have 5 plus 1 ghost touch arrows. That's so cool. And you have 2 plus 1 undead bane arrows. Oh, that's so cool. Man, it's a really good Is thing. Two? two? It's a really good thing we've got a uh, slayer in our party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're gonna have I s- am almost... You are going to have so much fun. I am just looking as excited as you've ever seen me. <laughs> She's a kid at Christmas. There. Mm-hmm. I'm like a kid at Christmas because I don't have that many arrows in my quiver. You got a lot more now. I'm quivering overall. Quivering <laughs> <all>. <laughs> Very nice. All right. You also find, but wait, there's more. Ooh. Uh, you also find seven potions and three scrolls. Spellcraft the potion. Okay. Oh, that's a, that is a 24. I'm improving. I got a nine. Well, there you go. Uh, the potions you find are, um, you find five potions of cure light wounds and two potions of lesser restoration. Oh, that's convenient. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I drink one right now. No, just kidding. And the scrolls that you find, I'll roll that over. Uh, you find a scroll of detect undead, two scrolls of hide from undead, and one scroll of protection from evil. The fact that we're getting all of this stuff before our first dungeon crawl. It makes me a little nervous. Is terrifying. We are going to die. If we have five ghost touch arrows and two ghost bane arrows, we're going against one boss ass of dead here in a minute. There's one more thing also in the crypt. You find a thin dark wood case decorated with an image of a scarab with a single eye glaring from its back. Oh, it's like the book. Exactly. Does it have a key in it? It looks, it looks like, like a, a key. key. Oh, I thought you said it was a to case. Me. It's a case. Starkwood case. It's a key. It's not a key. Um, it's, it's a box. Um, I bet you there's a key in it. That's exactly what I just asked. Do you open it up? Uh, I would check, I check magic on this. And Roderick. Did, did it radiate magic, too? It's got a little bit of magic radiating from it. What kind? Right, well, I only rolled a uh, 13 perception, so if there's a trap, I probably didn't see it. This has the uh, divination and necromancy magic radiating from it. Hmm. Yeah, go ahead and open it. Roderick opens it. <laughs> okay. He's convinced there's no traps. <laughs> All right, so uh, when you open it up, uh, you'll it see... It explodes! <laughs> <laughs> Bang! You're dead. You'll see it is a case that contains three objects of interest. 
It has a spirit board with a brass spirit planchette and four iron and glass vials containing tiny churning clouds of vapor. The vials sit in velvet-lined indentations to the left of the spirit board and planchette, along with six empty indentations. Go ahead and give me a uh, knowledge arcana or spellcraft check on that. Alright, well that was uh, arcana, so we're just going to skip that as a natural three. This is better. Uh, 17 spellcraft. Okay. You would recognize the vials as haunt siphons. What is a haunt siphon? A haunt siphon is used to capture a haunt's energy. Huh. So it's... This is the most boss-ass hall. So it's the Ghostbusters uh, trap thing. Yes, this is their personal crypt, which they never used. No, not no, <laughs> not the <laughs> Ghostbusters crypt. It's, the siphons. It's it's are the the, are the, the thing track. the thing that you step on, and then the ghosts go in it. Oh, the trap. Yeah. 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 It's the Ghostbusters trap thing. It's Where's like the a, other six? It's like an essence vial. What, what, what would you that. use this, this for? To capture haunts. I thought you were saying we were raiding the Ghostbusters base here. No, it's but like, it does sound like that's about the like kind it, of stuff we it, found. It does sound appropriate. Well, I think it's to, so you don't have to fight the haunt. You can just catch it. And maybe release it in a different place. Is that something we can do? Uh, I'll read this real quick about the haunt siphons. To capture a haunt's energies within a haunt siphon... You need only twist the metal casing to open the vial in the same round that the haunt manifests. This can be done before or after the haunt has acted. You must be within the haunt's area of influence to use the siphon. When you activate a haunt siphon, it deals 3d6 points of positive energy damage to a single haunt. If it deals enough damage to the haunt to reduce the haunt's hit points to zero, the mist inside the this haunt siphon glows green. If it does not reduce the haunt to zero hit points, the haunt siphon is still expended and becomes non-magical. It may take multiple haunt siphons to destroy powerful haunts. A haunt that is neutralized by a haunt siphon takes a minus five penalty on its caster level check to manifest again after its reset time passes. So what can we tell about the fact that four of the files are missing and therefore the gray ones, they're not green so they haven't been used yet, right? Yeah. That's a really cool item. That's great. I assume the professor... Yeah, I was presuming the professor, the professor took the other four. Yeah, he, he took the, uh, the others with him. This also says, A haunt siphon that neutralizes a haunt can no longer be used to harm haunts, but it can be used as a grenade splash weapon that deals 1d6 points of negative energy damage with a direct hit. Oh. That's so cool. So you can throw that you, you can throw a captured haunt. You can as like a negative a energy grenade. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. Every, so if it's glowing green, it can be used as a grenade. It can be used as a grenade. <laughs> Every creature within five feet of the point where the haunt siphon hits takes one point of negative energy damage from the splash. So it also has splash damage as well as the one d six. Same mechanics as an alchemist fire. Exactly. Okay, so does this? We're not going to get any treasure anywhere else in this entire yeah, this game. This is the entire treasure for Book One, <laughs> and I'm kind hall. of okay with it because it's amazing. It's like they did a weird, like a psychology test on this one of like, how do players feel when they get all the treasure at the beginning of the adventure? <laughs> I mean, we, we get to use it. So far, the answer is really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Especially things that have some power can keep you alive. Oh, the the fact that you have all those arrows is just going to be amazing. You have some great arrows, especially for uh, a slayer, a slayer with a bow. It's going to be great. Oh my gosh! So, so you have the haunt siphons, which can be used to either capture the haunts or be used as like a grenade, which mm-hmm. is great. And you also have the spirit planchette and spirit board. As well. I was wondering, what is a spirit planchette? And yeah, spirit board? what's a planchette? Period. The planchette is the the triangular the piece triangle that you move around. This is how you can talk to dead people. Oh, it so is. it's a Ouija board. Yes, yeah. that's exactly what it is. It's a Ouija board. Um, uh, I was wondering with the and you might not know the answer to this right now with the haunt siphoner. Um, 
does it only work if the haunt siphon is the only thing used on it? Because it, it gives it positive energy damage and it has to get it down to zero. If I was to channel and then the siphon was to be used or something like that, would that, would that stack? It would stack. Yeah. Yeah. So it's whatever the remaining hit points would be at that time. You have to be the one to finish it. You don't have yeah. to do all the damage with but the siphon. To, to use the siphon, though, has to be used on the same round that it mm-hmm. activates. Mm-hmm. So... Vivian shouldn't carry it. Someone else should carry it, and, and Vivian and that person could double team to get it like extra damage. Yes. Well, I'm not taking those. I don't really like these magical things. I would much. be happy to take them. I think that that fits. Anyone interested in the mechanics of the spirit board? Heck yes. They're uh, used for slumber. Okay. Well, somewhere. for the record, Noelle is. Vivian's not. <laughs> yeah. Vivian should be though. Vivian doesn't want to talk to ghosts. So the. Uh, but I think she's the best character. Well, let's hear what it does. Yeah. The spirit board and planchette allows a user to communicate with the other side. There are three types of spirit planchettes. There's brass, cold iron, and silver. Each in turn allows an increasingly potent form of divination effect to be utilized. The spirit planchette requires a board to move upon, but this board can be made up of letters scribed upon any smooth surface. It need not be a prepared board for a spirit planchette to work. Uh, to use the planchette, you must rest your fingers lightly uh, upon the planchette surface and then concentrate on the planchette for 2d6 rounds while the planchette attunes itself to the ambient spirits of the area. After this time, the planchette begins to slowly slide in random patterns across the board. At this point, questions may be asked of the spirits by any of the individuals involved in the seance. The consequences of each question asked by the spirits depends upon what type of planchette is used for the divination. Oh, cool. The spirits reply in a language understood by the character who asked the question, but resent such contact and give only brief answers to the questions. All questions are answered with a yes, no, or maybe, or by spelling out a single word from the letters arranged on the board. Spirits answer each question either in the same round the question is asked, in the case of a yes, no, or maybe, or at a rate of one letter per round. (laughs) So don't ask him to spell supercalifragilisticexpialidocious because right. it'll just take longer than any game I've ever. Does it get the ghost will get exhausted? Does it get progressively more pissed off the longer the the word is? Yes, a spirit planchette may be used once per day. The maximum number of questions you can ask with it depends on the type of planchette being used. Communication with spirits can be a dangerous task, for many spirits are jealous or hateful of the living. Every time a spirit planchette is used, the user must succeed on a will save to avoid being temporarily possessed and harmed by the angry spirit. (laughs) In some areas where the spirits are particularly particularly violent or hateful, this will save takes a minus two penalty. Wow. Uh, So the DC of the save um, depends on the type of planchette being used. Anyone who fails the will save becomes confused for a number of rounds and no answer is received. Hmm. So with this one, because you have a brass planchette, you can ask one question per use. The will save DC is 11. Uh, If you fail, you're confused for one round. And here it has the mechanics of uh, it's a D100 roll. For confusion? Uh, No, for the answer to the question. If you roll a a 1 to 60, you get a true answer. (laughs) 61 to 100, it lies. Wow. You have to roll that. How would we tell if (laughs) Vivian is confused? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it worked or not. she lives in a state of confusion yes <laughs> so i say we let her use it yeah. because it had no impact <laughs> so, so she ought to get like extra points or something else. y'all are so mean to vivian you barely know this woman no but we enjoy poking fun at her what a cool it's item it's like a very powerful item 
This was quite the haul. That is a... <laughs> Say that in Roderick's haul. voice. This was quite the haul. <laughs> All right, so you... Might I make a suggestion that we don't use this thing here? I don't think we need to know anything from the spirits here. <laughs> if there are even any. You said no one was buried here, right? But you know, no whether, you know there are spirits that we already know of. I know who I would talk to with this. Perhaps you will get the chance. I would like to speak to my father again. No, you... We're dead, 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 dead. <laughs> sort of mumbling to myself. I would suggest that we might want to talk to the warden. Oh, I thought you were going to say the professor. Yeah. Sorry, Gary, this I is could, a magic talk I to all the spirits with, all the time item. I could go with, uh, we have many days to do this. We should be able to talk to we're the professor. We're going to talk to one spirit each day, so you better be prepared for that. So 30 different answers. Got it. Okay. Because remember, you can only ask one, one question, question per use. Uh, can't we just call Whoopi Goldberg? We grab girl. the book. She's in the book. She's You're in, in the trouble. <laughs> you in, tr- you you in, in trouble, trouble, girl. <laughs> She's she, her book's in the the. Uh, there was a purple one. It's the. Mm-hmm. It's the, the color purple. It's the fairy it's in, book. It's in the library. It's the color purple. <laughs> it's the fairy Wasn't book. Was she in there? Yeah, she was. <laughs> the fairy book from the page master. Yep. Whoopi. <laughs> All right. So you've found your haul for the. I'm claiming all the arrows. Found your hole from the crypt. No so one else has a bow, I think. So yeah. I think it's... Well, we could split the crummy ones. I have no use okay, for arrows. Do you have any ranged weapons at all? I have no use for ranged weapons. Huh. I suspect there are going to be ghosts in Terrorstone. They are not tied to the ground as we are. Right, but I have a dagger I can throw, but that's about it. Which is what I'm suggesting, that you should get them Well, okay, weapons. well then I'll just go to the bow and arrow store right now? What are you talking about? It's called a Fletcher, and there is one in town. Well, we're not in town right now, and it's the middle of the night. So we get one tomorrow before we leave. Fine, are we'll we done here in the tomb? <laughs> we're packing up. Vivian and Zenobia are packing things up so that mm-hmm. we can transport them. And we get everything wrapped up, and we hand them to Thurskull and say, just carry this way. I will carry it because I am very strong. <laughs> I was wondering who was going to be carrying all our things as we travel, and now I know. <laughs> yes, he is your pack mule. He yes. My, he's our pack mule. Yes. <laughs> Sexiest pack mule. You. Me? Put these potions in your, oh, yes. in your pouch. We should probably hand some of them out later, but we'll, di- we'll divide the loot off mic. I was about to say off camera. That's true too, though. Yes, off camera, off mic. The entire show is off camera. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new concept. All right. So. I'm ready to leave. I am Wrap up also. at the crypt, and where are y'all heading? I think we were going back to... Uh... I'm limping, so we're... <laughs> it's like, can we go I home? I think we go back to the uh, <laughs> professor's house. Yes. Okay. We go back to Kendra's house. We go straight yes. to Harrowstone. I've used my one level one spell. <laughs> I'm ready. To, I'm ready to go fight ghosts. <laughs> I think we need to read some more in the professor's books. So are we ready to head back from the crypt? Yeah, we're going to walk so on back. Vivian's limping. Was she hurt? Yes. <laughs> like a lot? Yeah. She took and four dex damage. Oh, Rod- yeah, that's right. Yeah. Roderick is uh, he's nursing his arm, too. Wait, yeah. didn't we just get something to fix your dex damage? Yeah, but I'm not going to take a potion right now. Especially if I'm going to bed. Yeah. 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 So they'll heal one point of their dex damage yeah. overnight. And dexterity isn't dramatically important for either of us, so I'm willing to just heal it out and save those for, like, constitution damage Unless or something else that's more yeah. important. Unless there's more centipedes that are going to attack us and take all our dex damage. I don't want to be immobilized. Yeah, that would not be fun. Anyway, so you make it back to the Lorimar's residence. Mm-hmm. Your travel back is uneventful. 
Oh, good. Yeah, nothing happens on the way back. Uh, so you open the door, go inside, and uh, once you get inside, you notice that Kendra has opened the trunk again. Oh, no. And she is currently trying to pick the lock on the Order of the Palatine Eye, the Scarab. And we will find out what happens next time on oh, no. Die by the Sword. What? Yeah. Duh, duh.